Good evening, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Wulong Talks. I know it's been a while, but uh, that's just life. Um, I'm going to be here today's on today's episode with a guest uh, guest co-host because Jason is uh, currently busy doing his daddy duties. Um, so uh, say hello to our audience, Jed Shepherd. Hello, everybody. Um, thank you, Richard, for um, pressing upgrade on this podcast and getting me <laughs> getting me involved. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to be in, in in Jason' place. I know he's busy with uh, daddy duties, but like you know, like back in school when we were in school together, if I told him mm. that he would that he would prioritize a baby over like geeky stuff, like he wouldn't <laughs> believe me. You got you, like. It's priorities, man. <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. No. Like, it's, no, it's true. Like, what? What, change your nappy and not watch Power Rangers? No, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Um, yeah, so, like, glad to be back on this podcast. I think this is probably my fifth or sixth time on this podcast, I swear. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, no, no, love it. And it's, uh, as you guys know, it's like, one of my favorite podcasts because I get all my news from it and across all different, like, formats of, like, geekiness, like, comics, like, films and, and games and stuff. Um, so it's, it's good to uh, be part of it. Oh, cool, cool. Well, no, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoy. And, um, and like I said, you know, we always love you. Have it. We always love to have you on this show as well, man. So, uh, oh, cheers, man. yeah, let, let's, let's make this happen. Um, in regards to a bit of an update, uh, audience, like I've said, Jason is currently busy with daddy duties. So what we will be doing is that we will be coming back to our you know normal schedule of releasing an episode, hopefully every week. Um, and it'll either be me and Jed or it'll be me, uh, with another guest, um, guest host as well. I won't even tell you names or anything like that. You'll just have to tune in and, yeah. uh, and be happy with what we give you. But, um, <laughs> but either way, um, you'll enjoy it just like you're going to enjoy today's episode of me and Jed. Um, so tell me, Jed, what you been up to, man? Yeah, man, I've, uh, just been doing my normal stuff. So I, I do a lot of podcasts and, um, currently doing a podcast for a particular female pop star, uh, which, um, recorded an episode in that's a couple of days. Um, and it's a really cool format for this podcast. It's for, um, uh, universal music. They, they're the ones who kind of employed me to produce it and edit it and stuff. Um, yeah and uh, yeah it'll be really cool she has really cool guests on so i am looking forward to to doing that um i do actually i did a podcast yesterday for uh, i was co-hosting another podcast i do this quite a lot and it was about uh, the guest on there was uh, a dungeons and dragons uh presenter on twitch so she came okay. on and like just talked to us about like dungeons and dragons because you know what like in my mind, I love Dungeons and Dragons, but I've never actually played it. I love the cartoon. I've never played it. Yeah. No, no, I've, I've tried to play it, but yeah. I, yeah, it was too much. It was a lot of work. I couldn't do it's, it. It's a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. And you need a really good dungeon master because yeah. if, if someone isn't like engaging you with their story, then it's a waste of, waste of time. And that's why it makes me mm. think I should be the gun, dungeon master because I think my imagination can help build this world for other people. Yeah. But if I'm relying on like <laughs> some random guy who you like sitting in the corner of games workshop, like mm. I, I, I'm not interested. It needs to be like a proper adventure where I can like, invest my time. Um, but yeah, no, at some point, yeah, let's, let's, let's try and play a game. Like just get a few people together, play Dungeon Dragons campaign. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you've heard any, sorry to interrupt, but I don't know if yeah, you've listened, well, you listen to obviously, one of our um one of one of our other episodes um yeah and we've got uh, the guy who actually endorses us um his name's Rob uh, okay. big shout out to emotional fourteen um, podcast mm-hmm. um but he's a massive Dungeons and Dragons fan oh, nice. and um the last time we did speak to him the last time we did see each other which was I think November um we did mention about maybe trying to hook up to uh, try a, a short little game of Dungeons and Dragons so you yeah, know we've, yeah. we've got another we've got another person new coming along I say let's let's give it a go. Let's give yeah, it a go. I'd, I'd really like to. Yeah. Um, besides that, I'm just doing film stuff. Um, got a, f- a few films already set up with 
some studios in in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's four films set up in Hollywood, uh, one in France, and then potentially a TV show as well, which I'm working on, which is based yeah. on a, on a board game. Um, I can't tell you the game. I can't tell you the board game company, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's horror theme, so pretty exciting um yeah and obviously two of the films are based on shorts that i've made before oh and also mm. my my film multiplex is getting its premiere at the glasgow film festival in march which i'm excited oh, about wicked. yeah it's my favorite like uk film festival because it's um because mm-hmm. glasgow's quite a small city like london film festival is fine like i've been in that like loads of times but it doesn't feel like a community but in glasgow you show your film there people like really appreciate it and they really appreciate mm. it when the filmmakers go out there and like do q and a's and stuff so yeah it's going to be really cool and like multiplex okay. is like my film that i directed so um it's gonna be gonna be fun yeah yeah mm. okay nice nice yeah what have you been up to um well first things first happy new year uh yep happy new year yeah, I don't know. We keep on forgetting. Well, this listeners, this is like the third. This is like the third time <laughs> or fourth time that me and Jed have tried to record, and we keep on facing issues, and we always forget to say Happy New Year to each other until about roughly around this time. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna do it again. Happy New Year, Jed. Happy New Year, listeners. Gong hei fa choi um, to oh, all of our Chinese right listeners time. as well. <laughs> yeah, I got it right. I got it right. Um, yeah, I mean, what have I been up to? I've just, I mean, I've actually been geeking out quite a bit since yeah. uh, the last time. I would have been, I would have recorded or even spoken to you, mm-hmm. um, not including yesterday and today, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've been, I've been gaming a bit. Um, right now I'm playing zone of the enders. Yeah. Um, the remastered version on PlayStation four. Nice. So okay. I did have it on the PlayStation two and I did have it on the PlayStation three, yeah. but they weren't that, they, yeah, the ports weren't that good. Um, okay. but, but this one is just, it's just awesome. I mean, it's so it's so well done that I've got back into anime quite a bit. And I'm basically, I've started to watch quite a lot of, well, not a lot. I'm exaggerating. I've tried to, I've started to watch um, a bit of mecha anime. Um, I've dibbled dabbled okay. in it here and there. Yeah. But, um, I was watching the Zone of the Enders, Dolores anime, which I have to oh, watch through nice. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started watching Mobile Gundam, Unicorn. Um, Unicorn, which, I've which always, one is that? Is that the old the 80s one? No, so this one is uh, it's like a two thousands one, right, but it's okay. one of the it's one of the easier ones to get into because it's it's quite a lot of action in it, even though it's still quite political, like the other like the other shows. Right, right, um, right yeah, yeah. And that's always been my issue in regards to the Gundam series. Like I remember being a kid, yeah. seeing the pictures, seeing the magazine, seeing the toys, and going, "Oh my god, it's going to be about robots kicking the shit out of each other." Yeah, and then and then I put an episode on, and it's like this is a lot of talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always like some, some weird space council is like, it's a bit like, like the prequels of Star Wars. There's a lot of like politics going on. And um, yeah, yeah, man, I just want robots, like big robots smashing each other in space. Exactly. And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like a, a girl getting kidnapped and then like a, a, like a bunch of people coming to save her and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. I'm very, very simple. But like, um, I like, the way I kind of got into those kind of like mecha animes was through like um, in the eighties and nineties. Um, I'd mm. say actually, actually specifically nineties. There was um, a in in Woolworths they had like all the expensive like VHS because VHS in the nineties were expensive. Like it's really hard to kind of like buy. We think about like DVDs now. You can get a DVD for like two ninety nine, three ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah, but like. Yeah. V- but VHS were like about 15, 20 quid in like the nineties. Um, and I used to like co- collect, um, the cheapo rubbish, like looks like it was put together, like by like a five year old kind of VHS was in the bottom of the <laughs> barrels, just in my pocket money. And it was this mm. la- label called Krypton force. And what they did is they imported Japanese, uh, well, they imported animes and they kind of changed the title to a Western title. Um, yeah. and they, um, basically like showed you like maybe they put like squashed three episodes of like a particular anime onto a VHS and then they called it something else. Like you got yeah. like, you got like battle of the planets and things like that. Um, mm. you got one called, I think it was called, Oh, G force, isn't it? G force. Was, was yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah. So basically, so I mean, uh, so gacha man was the original, um, g-force yeah and then it was yeah then when it came to us it became g-force then when when they re-released it again in the 90s yeah um, it was called eagle riders 
What? Eagle Riders? That yeah, makes no Eagle sense. Riders. Yeah, like, dude, like, I mean, anybody who's out there, if you just Google e- Eagle Riders and you'll realize how much of a botch hatch up job um, what they did to, you know, Battle of the Planets or G Force. Eagle but, Riders but yeah. sounds like a like, specialist Japanese porn film, man. Like, <laughs> Eagle Riders. No. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. But like, so like, to, to be quite honest i went through a massive like gap in my life where i was just not watching anime so like i yeah. watched it a bit when i was a kid and it was only maybe in the last like few years like i remember mm. like speaking to you guys on 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 the whatsapp group that um i'm on that you guys started called section nine um yeah and i was like what should i get into and i think like this is like the, the first week i was on there and i think it was marquita that was saying oh you should watch um uh one punch man you should watch um some other ones i can't remember but um uh yeah and like so so now i'm like i don't have an aversion to anyone i'm actively seeking it seeking it out because actually it's so easy to get to now because like netflix have so many animes and and, and amazon Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's really easy to kind of get into them yeah Uh, yeah, yeah, netflix have really they've really stepped their game up but i mean i was seeing something the other day well where was i i saw an advert and it's it was like a, I think like an offshoot of like E4, or like okay. like or Channel Four, and they they had like their own little um, anime um, uh, slot or like a little, a little like an anime channel nice, that was nice. coming off E4, and I was like, wow! But I remember years ago and like watching anime on Channel Four on a Friday night, um, and they yeah. did uh, a series called Legend of the Four Kings. And oh, they yeah. did Cyber City Aruido 808, which is one of my favorite mangas. I haven't seen it in years, but it's one yeah, of my favorites yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. And I think they did one more anime or manga um, as well. And then they just stopped. But I remember like we used to go out raving. It would be me, <laughs> Charles, Moses. I mean, I'm mentioning names that no one knows, but I, I Jed know, knows I who know, I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like literally we'd be getting ready to go out to, you know, to go, you know, cut some shapes in a club. <laughs> but we'd all wait till we finished watching this anime on Channel 4 and then yeah, we'd yeah, jump yeah. in the car, or jump in the cab or at that point go catch a train like to central London and yeah. like, and, you know, and, and just get, you know, get lit. <laughs> so. or, or like, because like um, everyone had like uh, a few like mangas on, on VHS. It was always, yeah. it was always Legend of the Overfiend, Legend of the Demon. Yeah, yeah. We were like, <laughs> the bad Doji. ones. It was yeah, yeah. the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Where the, where the demons get a bit saucy. Uh, and obviously Akira is a classic. Um, mm. I've I've got Akira on VHS. I've got the collector's edition, which is pretty sweet. Wow. Um, okay. And then Fist of the North Stars always a classic. Yeah, as well. standard. Um, yeah, man. Just uh, it was it was so good. Like back then, and it, it felt like another world. But um, yeah, for some reason, I just went, went I went like so long without like watching them again. I just kind of went off them, and then now, mm. like I'm going back to these films I used to watch as a kid and being like wow this is just amazing like akira is unbelievable um, yeah yeah um but yeah yeah so so you were playing um uh the end of game. the enders yeah 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 zone, of, yeah zone of the enders um literally loved it ended mm-hmm. up asking for the artwork um nice. for from a from a from a friend for christmas because um aside from collecting comic books and statues i've started to collect art books um mm. whether it be for computer games or for like for films and i've got myself a, a nice little collection now nice. and then um, and then i went and got myself like a cheeky little tattoo of um of one of the robots from zone of the enders on my That's thigh cool, so but then on the other thigh i've got an, a tattoo from metal gear solid 2 by the same artist basically zone of the enders was a game by um hijo kojima and mm-hmm. it kind of like just fell by the wayside because Metal, it was released the same time as Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. And, um, and so people were just like, listen, we just want to see more Snake. And so <laughs> it didn't really do too well, but it's got a nice little cult following, Zone of the Enders has. Yeah, and, um, yeah. and then, yeah, so basically both legs are kind of like a homage to Yoji Shinkawa, who is the artist, uh, one of the main artists for, for Hideo Kojima. He's actually just done, um, they've just, he just, he actually did all the designs for the Death Stranding game as well so nice. um yeah so yeah so so he's known so he's, really cool. he's got a nice distinct language to it to his art style yeah um yeah so computer game i was playing that anime wise i picked up um 
the box set for an anime called Cashin or Cashin Sins. Yeah, yeah, which I've is, seen the the live action movie. Really good. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, good. yeah. We were talking about it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. once again, where me and Jed were talking about the the G Force Battle of the Planets Gatchaman, the guy who created or designed those characters also designed the Cashin character as well. So mm-hmm. he's not very very well known in the West, but I mean, like you you go back to Japan and stuff. Like he's he's I think the character of Cashin is up there with g-force and both of those characters are up there with like characters like speed um speed racer, speed racer. and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and astro boy they're, oh, they're, yeah. they're literally like the corner that you you can speak to is like people who know and they're like the cornerstone of like anime from back in the day that really helped to push you know the, the genre yeah yeah, yeah right. so yeah so i was watching that and that's a really good that's a really nice watch and then comic books wise um yesterday i picked up the mini series marvel boy which came out in the early 2000s. I never read that. I never read that, you know. I read a lot a lot of comics back then, but I, I never read Marvel Boy. What, what's, what's the kind of whole premise of Marvel Boy? Well, well basically, he's a member of the Kree Empire, but from uh, an alternate reality. Okay. And a bit, to be honest, I mean, I've literally only just skimmed through the first issue. And I've always known of the character because he's been around for quite, for quite a few years. He's been a, a member of the Avengers at, at one point and so forth. But um, yeah, basically, he ends up in um, the Marvel Universe um, six one six, which is the one that we all know and love and read. Yeah. So that's the one of the normal Fantastic Four, normal Peter Parker, um, Spider Man, and so forth. And um, and it's him just kind of like just being a fish out of water in our reality. But the Kree Empire that he belongs to um, in his one is is quite a powerful empire, and I think they've actually taken over the Earth. So he comes to our universe and says, "Okay, well." This, this earth hasn't been conquered by the Kree um, in this universe. So I'm going to finish what they can't, you know, what, I'm going to finish what they can't finish. Nice. And it's, um yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a good little story. It's written by Grant Morrison. Oh, so, nice. um, cool. yeah, so, so it's a bit, it's a bit trippy. Anybody who, who knows Grant Morrison's writing, it's, uh, he's very good at getting superpowers and at the same time infusing a bit of like body horror in there yeah 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 um yeah if anybody's read his his run on on the on the x-men yeah, i mean that's a, that's a prime example of, of of some of his of him taking like a, a an a-list team or a-list characters and really doing some fucked up shit with it um but yeah. isn't it's entertaining so um yeah i'm, I'm going to be finishing that during this week nice. and um and yeah but um yeah i mean i picked that up for eight pounds fifty in a charity shop in streatham and, um, mm. and they've got like a really good collection up in there and the, i was actually going through some of the racks and they had like this guy I, i'd actually like to meet the guy who dropped off those comic books because <laughs> a lot of the comic books that he dropped off was stuff that i had and it, no. there was a lot of gambit stuff in there and i was like did i do this in my sleep and i don't know i, I, I just sold all my comics and i'm just buying them back <laughs> <laughs> i remember so, you were yeah. well into well into gambit man oh i, like, I still am school. man i mean i don't know what they're doing with him but i, I still am man yeah yeah <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Um, I haven't yeah, been reading that's any it. comics that's what I've been recently. Up to. What? No, yeah, no. What, what's, what's happened? I just, I think I've read everything I need to. Like, I, I go through those lists of best comics that are the most essential comics of the 21st century, best comics mm. of the 90s, and a lot, like you said at the, at the top of this podcast, I've been going backwards. So I'm reading like certain runs of Fantastic Four. I'm yeah. reading um like classic like X Men. I'm reading mm. um just to kind of like so so I know everything. I mean things that i've read recently um haven't really inspired me like i've, I've been, i was i started reading the batman who laughs uh yeah. that dc title it, i was just bored like literally issue one i was like i'm bored of this already this is <laughs> this seems like you know when like they try and do like a kind of like an elsewhere world type thing where yeah I like it a bit more like down to earth and realistic, like and where I feel like things matter to the people. But when you've got like crazy stuff going on, like it, it just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem right. Uh, I don't know. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, man, we're just just reading the old X. I started from X from from um, Fantastic Four number one. I'm going from Fantastic Four number one, reading it right all the way through to, to now. Um, and man, that is so joyful that that comic. It starts mm. off like really basic, but then the layers and layers and layers of story like gets added to it. And like in the nineties, man, like Fantastic Four, it was an incredible run. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, well, it was John, what you talk about the John Byrne run, right? 
Uh, well, John Byrne run, yeah, was was really, really, really good. Uh, I mean, there was there's tons of really good runs. In fact, like there's no real bad Fantastic Four runs to be quite honest. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, and yeah, and it's so it's really weird that there's so 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 much good material there, but they've never been able to make a, like a, a decent f- like film yet. Really, mm. really crazy. Um, and yeah, the um, I would definitely recommend people go back and 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 read the old Fantastic Fours because it will be a bit of a palate cleanser for like yeah. um, the stuff we have now because it, it may be a bit more pure back then as well. Like just I don't know. Like I just enjoy those old stories where Reed Richard is just the smartest guy in the room, and yeah. like um, like uh, the Human Torch was just an arsehole basically, and like yeah. Yeah, this is all very well, like now giving him like different like shades to his like personality. But I just like it where he's an arsehole just after girls and like Yeah, he's just a he's just a frat boy, isn't he? That's yeah, what he, he is. really is, yeah. <laughs> and like when he's trying when he's trying he's he's basically like you know he would like date rape someone, you like you know he would, and then like the thing would like come along and be like, Hey, hey, don't do that, Johnny. Yeah, nah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and that'd be the moral of the story, don't do that. Mm, because Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, like um I haven't really uh, is, is, are there any particular comics I should be picking up at the moment? I can't think of any big um, ones. What What am I reading? Like I said, I mean, I'm going back. So um, I have picked up a couple of trades for Deadly Class. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, a couple of yeah. these are quite are quite recent, but Deadly Class Low. I picked mm-hmm. up the first volume of uh, Black Science, but it's okay. crazy because the because the the weekend same thing I picked it up at the same charity shop a couple of months ago, um, yeah, yeah. and when I picked it up it was actually the same weekend that Rick Remender had um, announced on his Instagram that the the, the last issue was going to be coming out for Black Science so I, right, I think I've okay. pretty much timed it but um, they're meant to be really good stories but um, okay. comic books from back then that that would suggest maybe reading um, mm. I don't well, even the, know dude the one that I've read more. Quite- yeah, I've I've literally read every classic comic book you can think of. The the one in like in the say the last like year and a half that I loved, and if people out there haven't read it, it is mm. one of the best comics I've ever read. It's Mister Miracle, and like, oh, that was awesome. Is that the one? You mean so the one by good. um Mitch by Mitch Grads and um uh, Mitch Grads and uh Tom King and um, yes Tom yes. King wrote it. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> like I read that comic. It was like reading the comic for the first time because it was like oh wow like in literally the first the first frame of the comic mm. like the the main character is commit trying to commit suicide yeah yeah and like what <laughs> is going on well well jed <laughs> trying to commit suicide or has committed suicide yeah true true spoilers <laughs> um but man there's there's so much good and like if i was to if they let me make any like comic book movie Mm. like this is the one this is the one at the moment well they wouldn't let me make fantastic four like because and that also that might be the kiss of death but like mr miracle movie like why yeah. why isn't that movie already it was yeah, like yeah. universally loved actually talking mm. of comics I, I just read something from um an old interview from i think it was 1990 from yeah. jack kirby where jack okay. kirby said stanley literally didn't create any marvel character at all like um, he was just the person in the office that people took the piss out of. Like he just just stuck his name on things, but he had he had no input into any of the characters that he said that he mm. that he created. And that's coming from Jack Kirby. Yeah, um, I, I, I I have heard that rumor before. Yeah, Stan. But I mean, it's hard to say because it it's Stanley and like, but still, like, yeah. And also, like, the, he obviously with with Stanley taking the credit, he also has taken the money as well. So like, he's not yeah, given yeah. the 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 proper owners. But it was it's always the way back then. Like people didn't get fairly compensated for for their work, mm, mm, mm. which is crazy. Um, but um, can we move know, on that's... to movies? Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so what's like, next? As you know, I've 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 watched loads of movies, so I'll just I'll just pick a few of the most recent ones to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, a couple of days ago, I watched The Turning. Uh, which is based on uh, the turning of the screw. And I watched this because someone in our WhatsApp chat, I'm not going to say who it is, was like, oh, has anyone heard of this film, The Turning? Like, and they're excited by it. So I was like, you know what? I'll go to the cinema and watch it. I watched, mm. it, watched it. One of the worst movies or horror <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It is be- it is beyond crap. It is really, really... It, like the person who directed it, like mm. this, this woman, she mostly did music videos. I think she made the, the Christina Aguilera dirty music video. So I don't know why she thinks she can make it like a horror film, a classy horror film. 
it is mm. so bad so terribly done and it doesn't have an end and it just stops it like literally in the cinema everyone was like looking at each other like you know in london people don't don't like to make eye contact yeah. everyone was making eye contact to, to find the one person <laughs> that knows what's happened like what is going on here and like literally everyone stayed till like the the end credits after the music after all the logos come up because they're like oh something's going to pop up and explain that why there was no ending and nothing mm. popped up it literally ended like halfway through a sentence and you're just like what what is happening here um so yeah do not go and watch the turning whatever you do i should all support horror films but do not go and watch the turning it's awful um on the on a lighter side i watched weathering with you which is a um an anime um from oh yeah uh, yeah 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 so good man it's from uh let me just get us up here it, it came out in in limited like cinemas I think it'll probably still be in the same as as you hear this. Uh, Makoto Shinkai, Shinkai is the director, and oh my god, it is so so good. One of the best like animations I've ever seen. Um, and it's it's about a little girl. Sorry, it's about a boy who runs away to Tokyo from home. Mm-hmm. We don't know why, and he befriends this like little girl, and they find out that the little girl can change the weather, and yeah. to survive in because Tokyo is expensive to survive they decided to like hire her out as like uh someone who can change the weather for people's parties or like mm. christenings or like weddings and stuff um but obviously someone having that power there might be a few people after her to like take yeah. advantage of that um but the main thing about it is like the soundtrack's amazing but the animation is is so beautiful like we, we discussed this before but like in when we on the other podcast on the cowboy bebop podcast yeah. when you have two two characters that are just talking to each other you, you could just have like a brick wall behind them just some trees behind them but cowboy bebop goes further and has an entire city behind them with like people like walking past and like dogs and animals and birds and stuff it's the same with weathering with you you could see the entire city accurate representation of tokyo in the background at all times with like people through windows in their apartments with like like animals interacting with, with each other like Oh, it's so so well well done. So impressed. And I saw, saw that at the um the BFI South South Bank. Um it's brilliant. So if you have a chance, definitely go see that in, in on the on the big screen. Um really good experience. Um what else? Oh, I saw The Grudge, which came out last week, I think. Okay. And Any wow. good? Um I liked some elements of it. The casting was brilliant. Casting yeah. was like is like the it's got John Cho in it and Betty Gilpin from from Glow. Mm. Um, it has got who else has got in it? It's got some amazing, amazing like people in it. But the the, the main problem with it is if you've seen a, like a, a J horror, like any J horror, yeah, you will know all of the beats. You'll know all of the set pieces. Um, and this is like the second remake of. Uh, second american remake of of the grudge it does a fine it does a fine job but it doesn't like push any like boundaries of horror at all um the director before this he made a couple of like indie horror films which were fine Mm. um so i'm not sure why he was picked to kind of helm the grudge remake but he did a he did a fine job but i kind of i was just expecting a little bit more um i and all of the scares i predicted way before it happened yeah the ending i saw that ending come in like about halfway through the film i was like oh this is gonna how it's gonna end and it ended exactly how i thought mm. um but i would i would go and see it and support it it's, it's made a, quite a bit of money in the box office um so people are going to watch it um so i definitely recommend it um what else have i watched um i have watched oh i watched actually there's a film i watched recently called um and you've probably seen it as well it's an old british film called quite a mess in the pit and yeah. also I bring it up is because i bought it on vhs mm-hmm. and like i collect vhs so i watched it on vhs and it's really rare that you get a, a british horror film um this good and this kind of influential you mm. just don't get it and it's um it's just, it feels like a really special and quite prescient if that's the right word uh film because it's about a um what they think is an unexploded bomb underneath the station in west london and it turns out it's a spacecraft mm. and in the spacecraft there are like skulls but these skulls don't look like human skulls so um but it's also they find out it's been there for five million years before any humans were around so it makes you think who was here first like yeah. these aliens or yeah. humans and maybe they're the reason humans are around in the first place um 
so it's really 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 interesting really really interesting film and even better on vhs um yeah you seen mm. any good films lately i haven't um but while you're speaking of kratomus and a pit um yeah, yeah you know me i'm always thinking of like crossovers and um yeah, yeah. as he, as we said earlier on listeners um this isn't the first time that me and jed have tried to record we keep on getting <laughs> plagued by just technology and um so we did do a crossover last time that involved Quatermass and the pit. Well, Quatermass, Doctor Who, and Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. But I'm not going to go through that again. I can't be bothered. But I'm going to think no, of it. Was a, it, it, it was a good idea. It man. was good. But when you just when you just mentioned this, I just thought of another one. Here's a, how about this for another crossover, and you can okay. reboot another franchise and do it justice, as opposed to like the reboot stroke prequel sequel that came out a couple of years ago. But Quatermass. Yeah, yeah goes to investigate this pit and he finds whatever he finds and he finds out that this rock is actually the house um for the thing what well, the th- the thing what the um not ben grimm uh, not ben grimm john carpenter's, <laughs> john carpenter's, john carpenter's thing film. yeah and it's mm. and, it, and it's him just basically fighting fighting against like you know trying to fight against that virus and the reason why yeah, i'm bringing yeah, this yeah, up yeah. is just because Interesting. like you know the, the way how war is right now i mean the i mean the, the original thing from outer space was was this whole like um well for for the for the u.s audience was like a cautionary tale against um against against russians because at that point they were going yeah, through yeah. the you know through, through the the cold war um so but basically right now i mean we're dealing with on our doorstep we're dealing with things like the coronavirus we've had the ebola virus we've had bird flu um mm-hmm. some people say these are just natural diseases that have come that, that have come that have come by some people are saying that it's man-made to try and you know control the populace of the world um but what if it is literally just something that is out of our hands completely like it hasn't come from here and it hasn't been man-made and it is something else that has come here to control us um so i just think it'd be something that'd be really interesting to you know to delve or, or, or to look into because that's one of the things that us as a human race right now, we're really, really scared of. We're scared of like just viruses and things like that because, you know, you've even got people nowadays going on social media or just or just talking out loud about how the vaccines that we're being given are the things that are even killing us. So imagine this thing that just, you know, that gets yeah, found below. Yeah, crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, the, they're flat earthers, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so um, I think I think that'd be a really good a really good spin off um, or introduction think- to two two characters that are known but not known well enough, and they could you know bounce off each other somehow. Yeah, like um, I mentioned this to you before that the um, we uh, myself and my filmmaking partner we we got offered we got given basically a list of films that yeah. potentially we could remake um by hammer films and like i i love hammer films yeah. like obsessively so like they were interested in um our film salt to make it into a feature film but it's not with them it's not with hammer um basically because they wouldn't get they don't have the budget to like do it justice not even nearly the budget um unfortunately oh wow so but they they were like okay we've got all these other films that potentially you could have a look at see if you've you've got an angle on it and I saw Quite a Mass in the Pit and I'm like, man, I would love to do that. Mm. But um, unfortunately, some other hotshots got that. It's already claimed that. So it's already been made. I don't know how far along it is, but someone out there is making a Quite a Mass film, um, which is which is a shame. Mm. But um, yeah, man, that, I think it's ripe for remake. And if that person doesn't make it, I hope someone does and does it justice because it's really good. And it's rare you get like a British horror film. I yeah. can't even think of any British horror films, to be quite honest. It's f- very few and far between. Um, just mm. a couple more that I saw recently in the cinema. Um, I saw uh, Richard Jewell. Oh, did you see, did you see that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I saw it. Do you know what? It's pretty good. Like I got, I got to give it to Clint Eastwood. He's he's old as fuck, but like he he knows what he's doing. He, yeah, he knows, he, re- he knows how to make a film. He knows how to make a film. Fuck that shit. <laughs> he does. Yeah. I mean, ever since Unforgiven, it's been a downhill, a slow downhill like slog. But this is right back up there, man. Richard Jewell. Mm. Is, and like, if people don't know the story, it's, it's about um, a guy called Richard Jewell who's like a he's a bit of a simpleton mm. security guard, um, and he was the one that was. Um, he was on part of the security when there was a bombing in, in, in Centennial Park in America. And 
because he's a bit simple and they can't find who done it the media try and pin it on him and it's a true story and it's a real underdog story mm. um and when when you and he and this is if, if if you're in that situation you've got to hire a lawyer that is basically the entire media can every bit of media newspapers are against you the police are against you this guy richard jewell he hires sam rockwell as his lawyer well mm. sam rockwell plays his lawyer but you'd want sam rockwell in your corner and but sam rockwell is also down on his luck as well yeah. so you've got this down on, down on his luck uh lawyer yeah. with this with this like quite porky like simpleton guy that everyone thinks killed a bunch of people mm. together it, it just makes such a good movie because you're rooting for them so 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 much um um and you've got olivia wilde and john ham as like the bad guy so yeah, yeah. you've got a really really good cast so yeah it's, it's a really really good film yeah i, re- I really um, want to see i really want to see that because i remember seeing the poster for it and going what is this yeah and then actually yeah. then actually saw the review for it by um chris yeah. stuckman on youtube and it was the okay. craziest thing because i remember that bombing or the or the, the finding of the bomb i remember when it happened Dude, i remember I, yeah I didn't really uh, yeah much about it, it was crazy i remember it i remember that happening i remember the whole uproar when basically they started going to court and it was just one of those weirdest things where you, you know when they say that the per, like the person in power is the person who, who controls history but like i said but yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember that happening and then it's just then it just gets forgotten about it never gets brought up again until this yeah, film comes man. up and i was just like jeez yeah yeah oh what so he got I love off it when they get exposed mm. i love it when like the like the police and like people get like exposed and like the media get exposed for being like uh, what they are like absolute like vultures yeah 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 um i also watched ford ford versus ferrari which is, is like basically like a like a quintessential dad movie yeah loads of guys testosterone mm. racing mm. you know what like i know nothing about racing or like cars or anything but yeah. i enjoyed myself a lot because it's matt damon and christian bale just being buddies and just like looking out for each other and stuff and that's what he want to see that's what i want to see in a movie um but yeah man I, i've seen a lot recently okay. um i want to talk about a couple of movies like older older movies like retro movies that people might not have seen and f- find it if you can find a way if it's not on netflix or whatever download it get it on vhs or whatever mm. but there's a film uh, richard i don't know if you, you've heard of it because i'd barely heard of it it's a film from 1979 right mm. and it is directed by hal ashby um and it's called being there and it stars shirley mclean and peter sellers no. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. What's so, it about? I see. I'd I'd heard a little bit about it about how amazing this film is, um, but I was like, I'm not a big Peter Sellers or Shirley MacLaine fan, so yeah. why would I watch this? Yeah. But basically, it is about a. It's basically Forrest Gump before Forrest Gump. It's about like uh, a guy who's basically an idiot mm. who is a garden is a gardener in this like big fancy house, and the person who owns the house dies. And he's he grew up in this house. Um, he knows nothing else besides gardening. He hasn't been out, he hasn't even been outside. Mm. They found him when he was a kid or whatever. Yeah. So now he has to go out to the big wide world by himself, no money, and has to like survive. But he doesn't know anything about anything. Mm. He gets hit by a car within ten seconds. Luckily, this car is another rich person who brings who brings them to the house. And like, what's your name? And he says he's the gardener. Yeah. Because he was a gardener. And they think, oh. Um, mr gardner mr gardner um and because he's really simple and like the stuff he says is really kind of like playing like he already talks about flowers in the garden everyone he thinks he's speaking in metaphors yeah so like the guy the guy who runs the house is friends with the president so he gets to meet the president and he's and he's talking about flowers and, and, the, and the president's like oh my god that makes perfect sense like for, for the government we need to do that mm. so like then he becomes like a really famous person on TV where you've got all these corporations and like these news channels wanting him to come on as their advisors. You got, he got him being the president's advisor and he's just like this idiot who's just like talking about a garden, Yeah, but like everyone's buying into it. It's really, really, really good. It's funny as hell as well. And, um, and there's this one bit, like he meets this like, um, proper LA gang near the start mm-hmm. and like he, he, it because he doesn't know any, like these people are dangerous because they're a gang and they've got knives. He just walks up to them and the guy and the guy basically threatens him to like move away and like thinks he's like a cop or something and he goes if you see like freddie tell him like he's dead or whatever mm. so this entire film he's trying to find this like random person called freddie as well yeah and um, just to pass pass on the message mm. um and it's it's really sweet it's, it's basically like forrest gump but um 
yeah, being there by Hal Ashby from yeah, I'm, I'm just looking up as as you're as you're talking about it, and the, the director, he's um, he's, he's de- I mean the director's dead now, Hal Ashby, but he's done a he's done another film which I am um, uh, which I am uh, familiar with, which was in fact let me bring it up again, Harold and Maud? Is it Harold and Maud? No, it wasn't Harold and was it? Is the one with um. Uh, uh, Jack Nicholson? Yes. I love that. The film. last detail. Yeah. That's, the last detail. And, and, and yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. him and, and he's looking after the kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before he goes um, to, 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 to join prison the Navy or something. Or, yeah, to join the Navy or to join or, or goes to prison for doing something bad or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's in the Navy um, himself, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That film's really good and underrated as well. Really good. Um, oh, that's wow. That's the thing, man. They, 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 that film as well, that so being good. their film, that was Peter Sellers' last film. That was his last movie. Right. Okay. Wow. He was really good in it, and Shirley MacLaine. Like, I don't know how old she was in this, but she was like pretty, pretty hot in it. Yeah, she's alright, um, man. Shirley, Shirley, you know, Shirley was alright when she was when she was young. I mean, not say that she's not nice uh, now, oh, yeah. but um, but yeah, but people just <laughs> you forget people just see actresses and adult and actresses and actors and go like, oh, they're old. Listen, man. Yeah. You go yeah. look at some of the Sally Field <laughs> when she was younger, hot as hell. Sally Field. Yeah. And then your favorite, um, um, what's her name? Which one? I've got a couple. <laughs> Oh, what's her name from Halloween? Oh, oh Jamie Lee um, Curtis. Uh, oh, Jamie Lord. Lee Curtis. Listen, Jamie Lee Curtis will get it now. Like she's hot. Yeah, she's hot. She's she's smart. She's funny, and she's beautiful. Yeah. Like you're come like jeez, yeah. Like I remember when when True Lies came out, man. Yeah, that was your yeah, movie. Yeah, listen, <laughs> wait, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places. Even Jamie oh, Lee man, Curtis yeah. when she's playing the square in Halloween. I can see. I yeah, can see yeah, the vixen yeah. in you. That's why Michael wanted to kill you. <laughs> so, oh, man, yeah, yeah. Man. Um, another one I watched is um, I've been watching some classic movies lately. I watched uh, the bridge over the river, the bridge over the on the river Kwai. Oh, wicked! That's a classic. Um, you can't go wrong with that film, man. Yeah, like basically, I've just been like um, watching all of David Lean's film, like because I'm, I'm like, okay, there's all these amazing British directors out there. Mm. And there's not anymore. There used to be. And like David Lean, he made Dr. Zhivago, Brief Encounter, which is also a banger. Yeah. Bridge on the River Kwai, Lawrence of Arabia, which I saw at the Prince Charles in like on 70 mil recently. Amazing. Great Expectations, Passage Passage to India. Man, no no one's making these. Maybe Sam Mendes is the closest we've got to yeah. David Lean right now. Yeah, yeah. Because he's making epics like 1917, which is also a really good film. Um but man, brief, if you've seen brief, Enc- brief encounter, that's from nineteen forty-five, and I watched that recently, mm. and everything's true to this day. It's, it's about these two, mar- this uh, couple who meet at a train station, and they decide to have an affair. Yeah, yeah. And all they do is like meet at this station yeah. like once a week. Yeah. And like it's like I, this could be remade right now, yeah. but like I don't know, I don't know. But like it's such a good film, and like black and white, and it's just like it's the same year that the war ended as well. So like. Like it must have been quite hard to kind of make this, and I know they they set this. It's meant to be set somewhere like um, fictional because they didn't want um, uh, the German bombers to like bomb where they were filming, so they they renamed everything to like funny names that aren't re- real names. Okay. Um, but yeah, but like all of David Lean's films, great. But um, yeah, I'm sure people have had enough of uh, going talking about classic movies. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good um, to kind of go back and see what's come before in order to know what's good going forward i guess yeah no no definitely you, you, you've literally named some stupid classics man like a brief, yeah. like brief encounter i've seen that years ago oh, um, and man, i remember enjoying so it good. but like you said it, you know it, it's film is it's the type of a brief encounter is up there with a film like 12 angry men you know you just sit oh, down man, and you watch a film and, and you're just like wow like somebody sat down and wrote this and then made it and then yeah, yeah, yeah. while they were making it, people were acting this out. And you know, you just look at certain things and you just and you're just like, Man, I wish I wish I was doing that. I, w- I yeah. wish I did that. It's like and exactly. it's and it's not even like a like from a point of jealousy, but you're just like it, it just makes you realise how good you are, but how good you may not be compared to someone who is actually amazing, which isn't shitting on yourself. Yeah. It's just putting yourself mm-hmm. on in you know, on pecking order. Um, or making you yeah, even yeah, yeah. try even harder to you know you know to do what you're doing like maybe that's not your best maybe you can just do that a little bit more but um yeah, yeah like brief encounter like, you know um all those other films yeah Lawrence, yeah it's, it's, Lawrence of Arabia, Lawrence of Arabia. yeah man. come on man yeah that's that's, that's me crazy. trying to make films and it's someone's out someone out there is making bridge on the river choir like I was like how do how do you even get that many people to like 
build a real I think they built the real bridge over over the water as well mm. like in Lawrence of Arabia like how, how do you even start to make that movie like oh my god yeah yeah like insane insane um but yeah man like pe- people sometimes like forget about these, these classics and I remember were you in film appreciation class with me and Charles dude like in SFX? dude you want to know something like as much as we've spoken yeah. about films and stuff I didn't yeah. I've only ever done one film studies class I've never done I've never okay. done film I've just always had a knack for film and I, I didn't even yeah, know yeah, there was yeah. a class in where you could study film until Jason told yeah. me yeah like seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean because like because there, there was like yeah film appreciation which is what you could do as for extra credit basically I can't remember the teacher's name as well but the teacher he was like such a nice guy mm. and he would like he had an uphill struggle because he got us south london like kind of like layabouts and like people who weren't interested go in there because we thought it was an easy ride yeah and he would have to like teach us he would put on black and white films and, and teach us like the beauty of these films and like no not even me I, like and i like to love film i wasn't listening i was like thinking about other stuff i was like secretly reading a comic or whatever. yeah <laughs> and like but like he was he was showing he was showing uh he was showing um a matter of life and death do you know that film? no you know no, that film? no who's in that Oh man, that's a pa- a Paul and Pressburger film, um, a matter of life and death, and it's um, it's about a guy who basically goes to heaven, um, and he, he dies as an airman. He, he dies, and he and these kind of magical stairs appear basically, yeah. like and it's amazing how they do it, um, and he basically has he speaks to an angel and stuff and it's really cool because it deals with like the afterlife and he, and this was made in 1946 yeah david niven david niven was in it yeah. david niven mm. that's the one yeah he's he's the main guy and yeah man it's, it was like the first first like epic like sci-fi movie man it's really really good and actually like pal and pressburger like the directors um they made the red shoes as well which is one of my favorite films mm. which is basically about a haunted pair of shoes yeah that, that make you that makes this ballerina like dance until she dies essentially yeah um which, which they which they did a, a, a their own version of that in um buffy the vampire slayer i don't know if you remember that episode did they, oh. they it wasn't the well, shoes, the shoes thing. it wasn't a red shoes oh. but basically what would happen is that um you basically this demon just makes you dance and dance until you until you basically die from exhaustion or you burst into flames. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that's the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But I mean, yeah. yeah. There's one. That, there's one. Whether it's a musical one, is that the same thing? I'm not sure if it's the same. I'm not sure if it's the same episode as a musical. I think the musical is just a straight musical. Yeah. But this one was just about, um, yeah, it just it's just a demon that just makes you dance. So yeah, that's yeah, crazy, crazy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and that's that, that's what that's what I've been been watching recently. I've just been going back because I've watched everything, all the new stuff. So sometimes I'm just like, I need to I need to watch the classics. Mm. Like I, I use this website called Letterbox, and I really recommend using Letterbox. L e double t e r b o x d, and it's like I log every film I've ever watched on it, basically. Yeah, and you can like write a review. You can see other people's list of what they've what they're watching right now. So it's kind of like a film social network. Yeah, um, it's really 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 good. Um, and you get ideas of what to watch as well. And yeah, I've just been like going through the the best hundred films, um, British films ever, best American films ever, going through lists like that and making sure I've watched everything. Mm. Um, and and yeah, man, I've, and I've been watching things like there's a film called um, Agnes Varda, the, the director died recently. And um, her, her big classic film is called Cleo from 5 to 7 from, from 1962. Mm. This black and white film that is incredible. And obviously it's all in French, but it's about a lady who, um, right at the start, she finds out she's got cancer and she's going to die. So the film is like almost in real time yeah. from the time from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. Filming her around this city and she's coming to like terms with it. And like she's like kind of unlucky in love. And in these last almost like last two hours of her life or two hours after she finds she's got cancer, she finally meets someone. Mm. And, he, and he's like, God, like the irony of that she's waited all this time and now when she's dying she's finally found someone yeah um it's a really 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 good film that's clear from five to seven really recommend it wow um yeah it's really well shot as well beautiful just seen paris in the 60s looks amazing mm. um but yeah man yeah um that's it i should we computer games wise <laughs> i've got my switch I, pl- I play i play the same games over and over again man i, I play uh, mario kart as everyone else does, um, play it online, mm. 
but like I get I get beat too often, man. Like I think I'm good, and then as soon as you go online, you just get smashed. Because I'm seven year old. Um, it's some seven year old me. Yeah, <laughs> is, exactly. I know. But like they're, they're meant to when you go online, they're meant to put you people of, of equal skill as you. Yeah. But then like sometimes they put you with absolute like ninjas, and you just see like their like experience and their score is so high that they must have been playing it for hours and hours and hours every day it's unfair man but um uh, there's that um uh, i play zelda quite a lot yeah just a class smash brothers of course smash brothers a lot mm. um yeah man that, that's what that's what i've been doing okay cool well listen i thought i was being busy but god damn like you have been busy man <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of films. Oh man. Um well I mean uh, so what we we've spoken about what we've been up to. We've given quite a few recommendations. Uh yeah. I reckon what well, how could we end this? How could, how could we end this episode? Um Oscars, Oscar buzz or or, or we can end with some Ooh, news. Yeah, Let's yeah. end with some news. Cuz a, a couple of things okay. have been happening, dude. Like um obviously yeah. in let's say Star Wars news, they've um The Mandalorian yep. has just finished. Uh the second season's yeah. been commissioned. Um, but then yep. on top of that, they've now it. put the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show on indefinite hold. Hiatus? Yeah. They? Yeah. Oh, you never heard oh, this, man, no? Man, they keep doing that. No, but they keep, they, they did that and then they brought it back mm. and then they, now they've done it again. So, That's so, so crazy. the rumor this time that I heard, I was actually talking to my brother about it and he told me about it was that, um, mm-hmm. the storyline was meant to be about Obi-Wan on Tatooine and him looking after right. young Luke Skywalker. But then they realized, or well, looking out mm. for young Luke Skywalker. But then they said, but Kathleen Kennedy apparently said that's too similar to what's happening with the Mandalorian. Um, I guess, yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, that, so that is a point. I mean, I'm trying to think because I think that Obi-Wan Kenobi is easily one of the unsung heroes of the Star Wars films. And I know we've seen him in the prequels as well. But, mm-hmm. but I really want to know, I, I want to see how that, he, you know, we see him in The Phantom Menace and he's quite, you know, he's quite a plucky young upstart. You know, he's he's even got that like, little yeah. spiky hairstyle on top of his hair, like to show, to show the youth yeah. in him, you know, when you, when you look at him compared to Qui-Gon Jinn. And then come by the yeah, second yeah. one, he's become a bit of a distinguished, you know, guy in his early 20s. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna enjoy life. And then come by the third mm-hmm. part, he's just like, he's just that, a man. And then the next time yeah, you yeah. see him, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a broken man. You know, he's a, he's a, yeah, yeah, come by episode four, he's old. And um, I know people try to say that, well, you know, you look at the age difference between Hugh McGregor at the end of episode three and then Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four. And I think it's only yeah. like 20 or 30 years, but it, it's 25, it, it's, years, it's think, 25 yeah. years and people are like, well, it's a bit of a jump in how he looks, but I don't think that's <laughs> just age normally. Like he's, he's seen that people die. He's, you know, when he's, if you think about it, when he's, Come by the end of episode three, and he's just looking at the empire just take over this whole galaxy. Obi Wan is yeah. is technically going. This is my fault. This is me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is me. Like, forget everyone else. Forget Yoda not defeating Palpatine and all of this stuff. The one person who made that difference that allowed all of this to happen was Anakin Skywalker when he turned into Darth Vader, and I had a chance to stop it. So you know, yeah, yeah. You, you look, I mean, if nobody understands what I'm talking about, try doing this. Google um, Barack Obama when he went into the White House and then Google Barack <laughs> Obama when he, le- when he left the White House. He still looks good yeah, because black true. doesn't crack, but damn, you see those worry lines. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And his hair's gone white. Yeah, yeah stuff, his hair's gone white, you know, all of that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I'd really like to see, um, you know, the, the backstory. I, I really want to see that, mm. yeah. Also reminds me on, on Disney Plus, Owen Wilson's joined the Loki TV oh, show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's really good. And um, I don't think I've said it on this podcast before, but, but one of my good friends, Kate, um, who is the girlfriend of Rob, who I make all the films with, yeah. Kate is directing Loki. Yeah. Uh, she's directing all the episodes for, for Disney. Uh, she's out there in Atlanta right now filming it. Rob's actually out there as well, like hanging out for a while. Um and yeah, and Owen Wilson's joined and like now I've obviously always wanted to watch it anyway because Kate's making it, but now Owen Wilson's in it, like it's gonna be incredible because like he only plays Owen Wilson. So to like to have literal Owen Wilson in, in Loki yeah. which makes it so interesting. Um, who who, you, who do you think he is? Who do you think he could be? Well let me think. Because I've been trying to I've been trying to think and I'm just like, I can't figure out for the life of me who we could play. 
thing is, I've like I think I mentioned this before. Like over Christmas and New Year, like Kate was back in London. Yeah, I was quizzing her. She she was even drunk, and I was like quizzing her. I was like, ah, oh, come on, just like just 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 come and sneakily tell me like what happens. And I said to her, right, okay, I'm gonna tell you what I think happens, mm. and then you just you just like blink blink or nod your head yeah. if I'm right. <laughs> she wouldn't even do that. She, she she's good. She's she signed her NDA. She is not breaking that. She's not breaking those things. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've got my I've got my ideas what what happens in in Loki, mm. um, and how it crosses over into the films because obviously Loki's got um the Tesseract, yeah, 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 and he can essentially do pretty much anything with it, um, including bringing mutants into the universe. Ooh, okay, and. Where I previously thought in one division TV show yeah. that was how mutants going to mutants going to come into the universe mm. because 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 uh, Scarlet Witch is probably the most powerful mutant there is. Yeah. Now it's actually Loki. If you think about it, he's got more power than her. I think he can bring mutants into um, into the universe. And he can do that by going back to a certain time, yeah. manipulating something. Mm-hmm like doing something or telling someone like how to do it and then when he goes back to normal time mutants are there and when i talk about mutants i'm talking about x-men x x-men into it i'm talking about uh fantastic four as well yeah and i'm thinking how did the fantastic four like in, in the comics how did they get their powers mm. they went up to space they got mutated like what if the thing that made them mutated was the tesseract or something or like Loki trying to destroy the Tesseract, or something happened with Loki mm. that made these people the Fantastic Four, um, but made them Fantastic Four in like the eighties or the nineties or something. So it makes, or, the, or so it makes sense now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think the Loki TV show is going to be very, very, very interwoven into into the movie. I really hope so. I hope. Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, I think that's the I think that's the plan because well, I mean, yeah. Look, because to, be, to be fair, one of the reasons I never got into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is because it wasn't yeah. linked directly into it. And I and, 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 yeah. I, and I know that Kevin, well, I'm sure Kevin Feige sat down and was like, this is just a wasted opportunity. This this is just pure nonsense. Um, we've got a show that, I mean, apparently it's meant to be quite good. It's lasted, what, six, seven seasons. But if it's not in any yeah. way linked to the overall big story, we're technically wasting our time. We're wasting our budget. And we're wasting good actors and actresses that we could actually be tying into the universe that we've that we've crafted so well. Um so yeah, so yeah. I think by with you know with the Loki TV show, um Captain America and the Fal- the Winter Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier and the Falcon, um with One Division. I, I think it's this is something I don't I don't think this is something that's actually been done to this scale before. Um in no. which are going to be tying Can everything. You imagine like when we were like reading comics, I was like like mid teenagers if you can imagine like if we could just tell ourselves like back then look guys it's gonna be all right <laughs> everything to be back comics this comic you're reading now is gonna be one of a million tv shows and there's gonna be like millions of films everyone's gonna love comics we wouldn't be- we wouldn't believe no. it we're living in like real like crazy crazy times and it makes me, me even think like we're living in like uh, the Truman show man where <laughs> they run out of ideas so they're just like oh yeah just 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 give them what they want just give them what they want just like, make it co- like everything about comics um but no this it's exciting times man it's exciting times especially for for people who were into like these things that were previously geeky and they're not geeky anymore they're mainstream yeah 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 like they are mainstream. This should be about like this. This podcast it's a mainstream podcast now. Man, I'm sorry to, to tell you, yeah. but like we're talking about mainstream things. Um. So yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's really exciting times. Yeah, no, no, I definitely, definitely agree with you, man. Yeah, no, you're right. Like you know, we're we're not the we're not the bottom of the food chain anymore. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember being made fun of in school. You know, by you know reading comics and all of this stuff and. Yeah, now they're all into it. You know, you go to Comic Con and you see them at exactly. Comic Con, and it's like, yeah, I was always, yeah, no, I'm into this. I'm like, no, you weren't into this. You weren't. I'm not saying you're not allowed to be into it. I'm not one of those guys. But don't say you were into it because you weren't. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Be like, ah, oh, Ben, what are you doing here, dressed like Harley Quinn? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me, man. But no, yeah, totally. It's it's a, it's a whole new world, man, and like it's good. It's good that we we've lived long enough to like see it happen, mm, man. Yeah, no, definitely, man, definitely. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, on that note, um, let's wrap it up, yep. 
And um, mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, you know, how about this? I mean, I'm not going to ask you out on a date or ask, you know, or say that you had me at hello, like Joe Maguire. But <laughs> would you like to come on to the to the podcast next week at some point as well? Yeah, sure, yeah. man. Let's think of some 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 good topics to talk okay, about. Okay, cool. And I'll be back. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, uh, listeners, if you've got any questions, if you've got any queries, if you've got any topics that you want us to talk about, um, you can hit me up on social media, uh, on Rich Reviews. Uh, you can hit us up on Wulong Talks. You can email us at uh, wulongtalkspodcast um, at gmail.com. Um, Jed, uh, let listeners know where they can find you. You can find me at Jed Shepherd on everything, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not on Facebook or snapchat or any of that rubbish <laughs> um and yeah and that's the easiest way to get in contact with me and find out about films and podcasts and things um but yeah yeah thanks for having me on again yeah, that's cool like, really enjoyed no, it's not good to have you on um just want to be, give a big shout sure. out to our, to our sponsor um emotional 14 um or e14 um i'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I want to give a shout out to yeah 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 yeah. if i you know if i had like a glass of or like a bottle of hennessy i'd probably pour like a little sip out for jason <laughs> for not being on this podcast today so here's to my <laughs> homie um hopefully we can get him on at some point i mean you never know he might be back on next week and then we'll just have like a nice little threesome um <laughs> but, but if not it'll just, right, just if i had just... a pound for every time i heard that yeah. <laughs> if you ever had if i had a pound for every time i had that um yeah i'd just be smoking a cigarette <laughs> so yeah but okay let's let's wrap it up and um jed say good night to the listeners good night to the listeners and uh for me it's farewell and uh cool see you guys soon bye-bye bye Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the Brickpod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 